So welcome to School Improvement, episode 13. Today's topic is the role of social studies as a curriculum in the high school. So let's start with the status of social studies. Very few states have a social studies assessment for secondary students. Some have it through eighth grade, but in high school, very few states even have an assessment for social studies. Yet, it's one of the most required content areas. In fact, most schools require more social studies than science or math. So obviously there's an importance to social studies and it takes up a lot of students' time. So let's look at it from the standpoint of obviously every state has a language arts test which usually has multiple parts to it, reading and writing and usually grammatical, especially if you use a stand nationally standardized test like an ACT. Math is obviously the second most important subject because it's also tested in every state. Third would be science. There are occasional states who have science tests. For example, Minnesota has a 10th grade biology test. Other states have science and even an ACT has a science part to it, although that's really not true science. It's more about reading charts, graphs, and data. So that makes social studies number four. And let me say, I am a former social studies teacher, so it's painful for me to say that, but that is the truth. Social studies is the number four on the important scale of making sure students get it done. So knowing that, how do we use social studies to be as effective as possible? So traditionally, social studies has been a program where we enculturate students into values, history, and knowledge and facts about our country and why it has what it has and how we got to the place where we are. And the old saying of, if you don't know history, you're going to relive it. However, in the 2000s, we also threw econ into it because we wanted to make sure that kids had an economic background. I would question the economic from the standpoint of we tend to teach macroeconomic theories to kids when really what they need in econ is what we would call consumer economics. Visa cards, checkbooks, amateurization schedules on houses, the kind of financial things they really need to have as an adult. But that being said, these are state mandates and we teach economics. The major issue in social studies is how do you fit it in? Because every year the content is growing. There's obviously more wars, there's more issues going on, there's new historical figures that pop up constantly, and the sources of media keep growing. So social studies is a field that is growing tremendously. All over the world, countries are changing names, and there's a lot to learn from social studies to be really current. So how do you fit in all this content? A lot of folks are using thematic instruction, where you take the concept of wars 
and you put them together and do group projects and things, and you present wars in a much more broad fashion. Although in the old days, we obviously started from one time and went to another time. The next class picked up from that decade on. Most American history goes from exploration to about 1920, and then from 1920 to present in their high school experience of U.S. history to carry off what they did in middle school. I would tell schools my basic philosophy is it's always better to sequence U.S. history together, and I think it ought to be taught before you teach world history. Use the U.S. references of history and government and how we became a nation as a backdrop to how it happened in other countries. So I think the sequence is important. I like when I see U.S. history done first, world history done second. If at all possible, I also recommend a hold-off government until they're a senior. The older they are, the more likely they are to be impacted by government. They might even be able to register to vote. But teaching government prior to the senior year, it really becomes a civics class, not a government class. And there's a huge difference between the two. Civics is the broad general concepts. Government is really where you talk about how it functions and how you function within it. Two of the criticisms you often hear about social studies programs is that the kids are learning Jeopardy stuff, where you just know the answers to questions, and geography isn't taught. And it is really pretty sad when you ask kids geographical questions. A quality social studies program needs to really focus on geography. In a minute or so, we'll talk about how you structure a class to make that happen. But geography skills are really critical, and it's not so important to know all the trivia because everybody's walking around with a cell phone where they can find the answers to these questions really easily. So what should a social studies class focus on? I think the focus for social studies is fairly simple. Your content is driven by your course name. For example, you're going to do American history in a U.S. history class. I think it needs to be done in a fashion that does probably four basic things. One is give historically correct information that's factual. Help teach kids to be critical thinkers. Give them both sides of an issue. Explain to them in history why this was done this way. It doesn't mean it's right for now, but it could be that it was right then but wrong now. But make them be critical thinkers. Ask them questions. A lot of questioning. Socratic questioning to clarity. It also ought to be a place that enhances your language arts program. Kids ought to learn a lot about informational reading in social studies. Everybody reads story information much better than they do factual context information. 
This should be a place where reading is a common homework assignment. The major issue is when you assign reading homework, there must be a quiz the next day to make sure they read it. Because if you just send them home and say, read these five pages, if there's no assessment, they're not reading them. So make sure you add a reading assessment. It also should enhance the writing process. They should be writing often in language arts and often in social studies. The ideal would be to have things written in social studies that they correct in language arts, but at least make sure that they write. Kids need to be able to write persuasive essays. They need to be able to respond to questions. They should do that in a social studies class. And social studies teachers like myself don't need to be an English teacher. But if you're reading a one-page paper and on the fifth grammatical error you make a line by, stop reading it. Draw a line, stop reading it, hand it back to the student, and tell them they need to redo it. It doesn't mean they have a zero. It means they need to fix the grammatical errors. And believe me, if I'm underlining or circling something, the grammatical error is really there. It's very obvious. I'm not dinging a kid for improper use of the semicolon. Have kids write and have them critique their writing. That's a very important part of social studies. It's also really important in social studies that they read for context, they read things of differing points of view, they have discussion. We have to teach kids to be able to have civil discussion. That's what social studies should be about. Critical thinking, civil discussion, factual content to debate, and hopefully they'll maintain some geography skills and it'll help improve their writing. That's what social studies really needs to be. And it's really important to remember, we require a lot out of it. It really should be able to help your language arts program. It should also help if you are a state or a place that does a lot of ACT testing, charts, graphs, and data should be used often and interpreted. An ACT science test is really based off reading charts, graphs, and data and doing interpretations of that. Why was the chart done? What does it tell you? What do you think the next point on the data set would be? So questioning again to clarity about charts, graphs, and data. That's what social studies is supposed to be about. As usual, thanks for listening to episode 13 on the role of social studies. Please feel too comfortable to share this podcast with anybody you wish. I enjoy doing it and I appreciate your feedback. If you'd like to leave reviews, I would appreciate that as well. But this is number 13 and there's more to come. So thanks for listening and please share.